Hello, everybody. Welcome to Guys Five Movies. This one of your co-hosts, Chris Gasper. This is Frank Pelicone. You were listening to episode eighty-eight of Food Chat, or the Spin Chagrin. And last week's category mm. was seventies canon films. And I know we discussed briefly at the end of last week, uh, Frank, that it was a limited selection. So, uh, what did you what did you pull out of this? Fucked up. Uh, I cheated, I guess. Okay. Um, we're gonna talk about a movie that was technically a 70s canon film because it was made in the 1970s and was produced by canon okay. like an actual like funded like motion picture made by canon not just one where they bought the rights to it mm. um but it was released on january 11th um 1980 mm, okay. so technically it was made is, yeah in the 70s technically an 80s canon movie but <laughs> Okay. Um, if only it would have been released in 1981, and then I wouldn't have had to watch it, and I could have watched something else. But um, we'll we'll get to that. Yeah. Um, I'm used to canon being um, ninjas, uh, zombies, or monsters. Um, skin flicks sometimes, like you know, like women in prison movies and stuff. Right. Um, this is a very oh, so we're gonna talk about 1980s The Godsend. Um, no relation to the 2000, what, five terrible horror movie of the same name. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to, I, uh, let's just, <laughs> we'll just start. Um, okay. So an entry in the, um, dangerous children genre of films um inspired my, my favorite genre <clears throat> inspired visually a little bit by the brood i think mm. um and that might just be the uh non-american setting and non-american actors um but also i think some of the visual style of it i think kind of has a cronenberg feel to it um unfortunately it's just the visual style and nothing else mm. um the movie follows a couple um Alan and Kate, who are both in television. Uh, Kate is a semi-well-known um, television personality. Like, I think she maybe does movies or shows or something. Mm-hmm. I don't really ever, like, fully discuss, like, what the two do. But the impression is that he kind of manages her career, um, including, like, her look and her fashion. And she's this kind of well-respected actress. Okay. Um, anyway, so they have a lot of money. Um, they have four kids. Um, a little baby boy, um, a toddler girl, another toddler boy, and like a preteen boy, I guess, probably like eight or nine, really. Like, they don't talk about like those ages, but that's kind of the impression you get. So, father and the kids are having a romp out in the woods one day, like hills and dales of um, England's countryside. Okay. Um, where he like decides to pop out his binoculars and get a look into the distance. And he sees his wife, and he's like, oh, it's my wife. And then um, he sees this woman with her, and he instantly, like, I guess gets a bad feeling about this woman. And he puts his binoculars down and looks perplexed and then puts his binoculars back up to get another peep. And the woman's, like, looking right at him, like, from far away into Mm. binoculars. Um, So she's this um, Nordic lady, I guess, like, blonde, taciturn appearance um she's pregnant so for some reason they decide to bring her back to their cottage um and she's a weirdo uh and the wife doesn't really 
like seemed to get a, a bad impression of her, but the husband is kind of like creeped out by her. Um, so he's like, yeah, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna take her home. And she's like, oh, I can walk. And he's like, no, no, I'll drive you. And then when they get ready to go to drive away, she goes into labor. Mm. So he goes to get a doctor. Um, the wife like puts her in bed and is, um, basically births the child, mm. like okay. gets like some tongs out of the kitchen and they just go at it. And, <laughs> um, she like the baby's there. So the next woman, the next morning, the woman's gone. Okay. They can't find her. Um, so they're like, well, what are we going to do? And she's like, you know, let's just keep this baby. And he's like, uh, I don't know if I really want to keep like some other person's baby. I think that maybe we should, you know, find this woman and give the baby back. And she's like, no, let's just keep the baby. And he's like, okay, well, you know what? You're right. Let's just keep the baby. Mm. Um, so that's, that's what they end up doing. Um, so like a couple days and keeping the baby, uh, they wake up one morning and their, um, infant son is dead in the crib with the baby girl. Um, mm. so she freaks out understandably, um, at the death of their son. Right. But then like the next day they're at the registrar of births and deaths and they got the new baby with them and they've registered that baby as their baby, which I guess mm. nobody has a problem with them just like taking some baby right and they've registered the death of their son baby and they're walking down the stairs like from whatever the office and the husband's like look don't be sad you still got this baby right we got replacement baby right and he's and she's like yes this baby could be called a godsend and it's like oh (laughs) um anyway so they take the girl home and then uh a couple years later i guess the impression is like maybe now the girl is like two or so <clears throat> they're out playing um uh playing in the woods um their eldest their daughter the elder daughter like the actual like real daughter mm-hmm. um gets stuck up on like an ancient monolith or something okay and She's like, oh, help, get me down. So the parents decide what we're going to do is we're going to leave all three of our infant children alone to go rescue this girl. Or two infant children and, like, our older son and go, go rescue the girl. So they go out and rescue the girl. And the other kids start playing. And they come back. And the only thing one that's left is the older kid. And he's like, look, I don't know where anybody else is. I was off, like, playing by myself. Now they're gone. So they go down to the water and the little girl's like crying and she's covered in scratches and then they can't find their son. So the father just dives into the water, like wearing all his clothes and starts swimming around and eventually pulls the dead son out of like the reeds. And they're like, Oh my God, he must've died trying to save, you know, fuck. What is her name? Buttercup or some shit. Oh, Bonnie. Yeah. Bonnie. There you go. Um, so they, now they got another son that's dead. So then, ah, fuck. All right. So they're still in, they're still in the rural countryside and 
they're having a birthday party for the oldest son. And they're all playing hide and go seek. And they're like, oh, we can't find what's his name? Old eldest son. And Davy, I guess. So they go and they look for him. They look for him for like 10 minutes. And then the father's like, oh, let me go through this hedgerow. And then there's this barn. And he goes in the barn and he climbs up in like the eaves of the barn. And he looks down and there's his dead kid. So uh-huh. the kid kid fell to his death. So now they're like, so then they're, you know, again, like all upset. Because now they've lost three children in the span of like a couple of years, which right. isn't a very good average. Right. So then the press starts calling and like, hey, are you guys murdering your children? <laughs> And they're like, um, how dare you imply that we're murdering our children? Get off our property. And the press is like, the, the truth will out. I love how the press is the one that's doing this and not the police. It's yeah. Like, the police some reporters just like, man, this is like the third day kid. And like, let me call these people up. Well, it's only because she's like a famous star, I think. Mm. Um. So anyway, so they're like, oh, we can't take this. Um, questioning let's move back to london hmm. so they move back to london so now it's mother father adopted daughter natural like older daughter so this is I, i'm trying to think exactly how this happens so the father and the mother try to have sex and bonnie like goes in the room and is like no mommy like let's let's us talk and so she gets in there and the father's like you know she's purposefully trying to keep you away from me and the mother's like no that's crazy she's just sad and needs her mother and so then like they think that bonnie is asleep and the father's like yeah like let's just have sex now like with Mm. the kid in the bed oh my god so they try to do that and immediately the kid wakes up and is like um video saw a video like that once yeah (laughs) what are you what are you doing and the mother's like oh you're right like let's go back to sleep so then the father comes and surprises the mother at work um somewhere or i don't know she's somewhere like where bonnie isn't and they up and they end up having sex so bonnie comes home from school and has the mumps and and the father is like i'm gonna lay down and take a nap and she sneaks into the room while he's asleep and she kisses him on the mouth like several times so he gets the mumps so then he'll be so you find out that him getting the mumps makes him sterile so he can't have kids anymore Mm. but then all of a sudden he's like wait a oh no so they go to the park and this is after he's recovered from the mumps they go to the park and he falls asleep on a tree while Bonnie is pushing um, Lucy or whatever in a swing. And Bonnie gets Lucy like a nice good like push. So she's like swinging pretty good. Mm-hmm. And then Bonnie walks to the side and grabs another swing and pulls it back and throws it at Lucy on the swing to like hit her to knock her off. But the father wakes up as that's happening. and He's like, oh, my God, Bonnie's trying to murder Lucy. So after the death of three children. Mm hmm. They finally start to think, hey, <laughs> coincidentally, right. our adopted child is always like around and it flashes back to all the scenes of like the adopted child being there that you've seen because you're sitting here watching this fucking interminable movie. <laughs> um, so 
So he freaks out and he tells the wife, he tells Kate, like that he thinks that's what's happening. And she's like, Oh my god, you're crazy. Like, this is an innocent child. How can you say these things? And he's like, Look, I went back after Sam, who was the um Sam was the one that died by falling in the barn. He was like, after right. Sam died, I went back and like you could or no, no, no. Sam was the one that died at the river. And then the other one is the one that died in the barn. It doesn't matter. Uh-huh. He's like, I found I found a ri- I found one of Bonnie's ribbons like just in the barn. And she's like, like, you've never mentioned this before. And he was like, well, yeah, I thought it was crazy, too. But I think that she's killing people. So he goes while Lucy is at school and checks her out of school and then kidnaps her. And they like flee to like the countryside. So nothing happens there because like, I don't know. I mean, I guess I guess that would probably happen here, too, where it would like if there's no custody order or whatever, like a parent can take the child but anyway mm-hmm. um so he calls her and he's like you know our adopted child is trying to murder our you know naturalized like our actual children and has killed three of them and she's like oh that's insane um so he's taking the stand and he's gonna like you know take care of his daughter and then all of a sudden he's not and he takes her just back to london oh because he finds out oh i'm sorry they're at the seaside and he's reading a newspaper and a page blows out of the newspaper and Lucy goes and picks it up and he's like, daddy, mommy has been in an accident. <laughs> and then they look at the paper and it's just like randomly this one page that blew out of his paper of is about her like falling down the stairs. Mm. Um, So he freaks out and he wants to go home and see his wife. So he does. Um, And it turns out she did fall down the stairs, but then the doctor's like, yeah, um, it was because there was this really ugly doll that was left at the top of the steps and your wife tripped over it and fell. And it's like, Oh my God, was it there on purpose? Did Bonnie do it? Um, so he comes back and he confronts her and she gets her, she gets Lucy back. I don't remember exactly how that happens, but they end up together. Bonnie and Lucy are are together in a house and he's going to confront Kate and Kate's like, no, no, you're crazy. (laughs) <laughs> and he says um wait where's lucy and she's like oh she's at home and he's like well where's bonnie and she's like well duh she's at home too and he said you <laughs> left them at home together and she's like <laughs> and so they drive back to their house and he's on the phone with with lucy and he's like listen lock yourself in a bedroom and don't let him um don't let her like get in there but I don't know, like Bonnie's like header headed her off of the past. So they, they show up and like, there's a lot of times where they zoom in on Bonnie's face and she's making like this weird, like semi constipated face. Okay. Um, so they pull up and Lucy's in the window and she's like, hi mom. Hi dad. And the father is like, no, get away from that window. Get away. (laughs) And then an obvious like mannequin like plummets out of the window, and there's this really long scene where like it like they're watching this thing fall. I I mean I swear for like like five or six seconds, like far longer than it would take like an actual child to fall. Right. Yeah. And crashes on the ground and blood all over the place, and they're all screaming. And Bonnie's up in the window like, mm-hmm. um. So she, they get divorced and then it cuts to like later 
where now Kate and Bonnie are living together by themselves and um, the husband is like by himself. Hmm. And he's talking to a doctor friend of his that um, has been in the movie several times as like a do sex mocking and like advance the plot. Right. Um, and he's like, why don't you get back together? And he's like, no, she would never do that. Um, and then across the pond, there's the woman from the original, like from the start of the movie, mm. this blonde woman, and she's pregnant and talking to this other family. And he's like, I've got to stop it. And then there's this hilarious scene of him like running like across this park. <laughs> and he gets over to the other side and the woman's gone. And it's like dum dum dum. You uh, know. Right. Because the implication is that she's they they use the analogy that she's like the cuckoo bird, where the cuckoo bird like lays its egg amongst the eggs of another bird. And then eventually, like the other bird's children get killed, so that the bird just raises a cuckoo's child mm. by itself. Mm. So, but they don't. I mean, you know, they could have called it like "Night of the Cuckoo" or something. I who knows. Um, they don't do that. But <laughs> right, that's it. That's the godsend. So okay, is this the movie that you told me was the most boring horror movie that you ever watched? A hundred percent. So everything I just explained, like they never show. Aside from Lucy falling out of the window, they don't show the death of any one of the children. Okay. And they don't ever show Bonnie doing anything but, like, kind of looking slightly menacing, like, at people. Mm-hmm. They imply that Bonnie's got some kind of mind control powers, mm. but they don't ever, like, come out and explain any of that. So I don't know if they thought this was going to be some kind of, like, huge hit. And then they would go back and, like, explore. And then that's why I kind of feel like there's, like, a brood feel to it, because I think that's the whole point. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, man, it's um, it's some boring ass shit. I don't know what else to say. So. <laughs> Just a boring movie. Yeah, I mean, it didn't sound necessarily boring when you were telling it. I mean, well, you know, I'm trying to be a showman here a little bit. I'm not yeah. like actually, you know, filming this film or making you watch it. Right. Um, very long stretches happen of uh, past where nothing happens, where they're just talking and the parents are so stupid that it's really kind of hard to sympathize with them. Right. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just, uh, bad child actors. Yeah, they're pretty bad. Yeah. They're, um, they're typical like British, like 70 and 80 child actors. Which is to say it's all high-pitched voices and um, unclear motivations. Mm-hmm. So I do find it interesting here that um, you don't see this quite often in the 70s or I guess even early 80s is that a woman directed this movie. Um, oh, yeah. that was, I, I thought that was pretty interesting. Yeah. Gabrielle Beaumont. Um, yeah. Which, as I was looking into her here, she is also the first person who, uh, first woman uh, whoever directed a Star Trek episode, um, which is, is a, I mean, this comes off like a Star Trek episode where there's <laughs> like a vaguely interesting concept and then nothing interesting happens for <laughs> the entire length of time. But uh, yeah, I mean, a lot of TV credits uh, to her to her name. She, um, uh, Mash, Dynasty, Hill Street Blues, L.A. Law, uh, Next Gen, Deep Space Nine, um. So, I mean, it doesn't look like it looks like she went into like almost like TV movies and stuff like that. Like she directed the 98 like um, 
Princess Die tribute and stuff mm-hmm. like that. But she also directed Beastmaster Three. Nice. The Eye Abraxas. I can't remember if that's a rapey one or not. <laughs> it's got Mark Singer in it. I mean, um, yeah. I don't know why. Even why? What? You don't know why it has Mark Singer? Why wouldn't um, you cast Mark Singer in like 1987? When oh, be- no, I don't. I don't know why. I just assume it's rapey. I mean, um, because Mark Singer is in it. Um, oh, oh, it probably is. Yeah, the Beastmaster movies—they don't care. The guy that wrote this, even more interesting with the with the one of the more unique names ever, Olaf Pooley. Mm. And Olaf Pooley um wrote this when he was oh, I can't do the math. Um like 76 years old. Oh my god. Yeah, you know, that's why it's so boring. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, he, he was, was he was married by this point to to Gabrielle Beaumont. It looks like um, right. Except the they separated. Stage. Yeah, they were separated. They married. No, he met her. I guess around this time, maybe or something, because uh, they married in eighty two. Um, so getting married late in life, old Olaf here, but uh, pretty interesting dude there too. I actually do recognize this guy because he was in a Pertwee, he was in a Doctor Who series that when Pertwee was the doctor playing a villain um in the series. Nineteen oh six. You're researching <laughs> yeah. you're researching the shit ass movie too much. So it was nineteen seventy. Um and but they must have moved to America because suddenly Olaf in his old age um is after all this British shit for so long, um, suddenly is like doing an episode of like Scarecrow and Mrs. King. He's in the pilot of MacGyver um, as the bad guy, like Hill Street Blues, <laughs> Dr. Quinn Medicine Woman. Olaf lived to be 101. He just died back in 2015. That's wild. Yeah, I don't care. Yeah. These are forgotten people, Frank. Oh, they're forgotten for a reason. Oh. And it's this movie and Star Trek. I mean, like <laughs> it's <laughs> you've just you've damned them in every respect you possibly could. In my eyes. Such a such a hater. Poor Olaf Pooley. He's just trying to entertain you. No, he's um... not. He, he was absolutely not trying to entertain me. Look, <laughs> if he was trying to entertain me. He would. He would have. I, I mean, I understand that. In he was fucking seventy three years old in nineteen seventy nine, so he was probably trying to make a fucking teleplay that would be interesting on the Victrola or whatever, instead of a fucking <laughs> like movie that somebody would want to watch. Um, the only other thing I researched while you were talking is I I did find a little bit interesting is that um I was like weren't they vaccinating for like mumps back then apparently in england it did not actually become a common part like first introduced into a childhood immunization schedule until 1988 um in england even though it started in the 70s um here um in america as part of like routine vaccination yeah she for... definitely makes out with them and gives them the mumps yeah yeah um i didn't realize that was the thing so yeah people weren't getting vaccinated as much i guess maybe over there then for mmr huh all right so boring boring horror movie yeah and honestly like 
I thought I was I, I thought it would have been better acted. Yeah. Um the dude that's the main star in it, I've seen in a couple things before. Like I immediately recognized him and I've seen the woman too. And there's a couple of other bit actors that are just like common British like old hands from like the seventies, but it's sure. I don't know. It's just not good. The the only thing that the only thing that is good about it is it's it's pretty well filmed in like the um the sense that like it's competently filmed as a movie and it looks nice because they're in the British countryside most of the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, there's nothing good about it. It's absolutely like not worth watching. Mm. It's free, free on YouTube for a reason. <laughs> oh no. Was it on Tubi? No, it was uh, on YouTube. It was definitely on YouTube. YouTube. Okay. Uh, what was this green official chagrin score? It's an eight and a half. I mm. think I really Damn. struggled to stay awake watching it. And I, I stayed awake for the entire time. I'm going to note, um, but only because I managed to watch it at like 11 o'clock in the morning or something mm. like that. Damn, that's pretty high. All right, let's go ahead and see uh, what you're going to get for next week. Mm. Pennant race. The category for next week is pennant race. I hate you so fucking much. <laughs> you you rigged that shit because I said I didn't want to watch a goddamn baseball movie. I'm pennant race has been on the board all year, Frank. Yeah, and you cheated though after you told me that it was there, and I said, "What the fuck is what? that?" I don't want to. I, there's so many things that are. I mean, there's been a couple of things that have been removed from the board, like, but um, so the maybe I increase the odds by like, right, like everything five, but four or five percent or something like that occasionally probably... through the through the past couple months. But I mean, I mean, there's still tons of tons of stuff on the wheel. Um, this is this is the way the cookie crumbles, Frank. You get baseball. Have you seen Mr. Baseball with Tom Selleck? Um, that's a that's a good one. I have seen um, that movie already. I told you I've seen every baseball movie. <laughs> I oh, you haven't. I've seen enough. Did we watch Mr. Three Thousand in the theater? You and Orion watched it in the uh, theater. Okay. I watched it by myself. <laughs> oh, I think watching it by yourself is oh, jeez. I'm sorry. That's fine. Oh my god, pennant race. You know what? When you mentioned that shitty category, I was like, I know that I'm going to get that fucking category. Yeah. <sighs> Goddamn baseball. Can I just watch baseball? It's just just watch a baseball game? Yeah. But, I mean, you don't think there's a there's a game there's a movie out there that's better than watching a like a baseball game? There's got to be. There's got to be like one like possibly okay like baseball movie um here's one on peacock from 2019 called extra innings um, this sounds amazing <laughs> oh god oh fucking boomers um in 19 uh, 1960s brooklyn a teenager struggles between fulfilling his baseball dreams or staying devoted to his controlling syrian jewish family oh my god i'm done already <laughs> That movie's not about baseball either. Mm. 
Oh, here's one, 2023, called The Hill. Is this I've never, years? I've never seen Trouble with the Curve. Oh, I don't know what that one is. Clint Eastwood. Hmm. Movie where he's a scout. <laughs> oh boy! All right, they're, they're trying to trying to charge fucking four dollars to see that movie on YouTube. What? Ain't nobody paying four dollars no, for? No, how's that not on Tubi? God, there's so many 19, baseball movies. When I typed in baseball movie, 1993's Body Bags came up. Uh, let's see here. Did I, did I get that? Um, baseball movies. Oh, what is this? America's favorite pastime just turned deadly. When an all-girl baseball team beats a group of rowdy rednecks from a small town, they soon find soon find themselves in a deadly bounty hunt. Now they are playing for their lives. Mm. Do you think they have to play baseball while they're being bounty hunted? None of them are wearing baseball uniforms. I'm just going to point this out. They're all dressed. I found another one. That, that's really funny. I mean, like that that's definitely an option. It sounds like I think I have another one here for you from 2013 called Billy Club. I'm looking at it. Okay. There's also Night Game, which has a guy with a hook hand pitching a baseball. A detective's investigation into a serial killing reveals a disturbing connection to a local baseball team's record. Oh my god, this is like Ed. The detective races against the clock to catch the serial killer before yet another victim is mysteriously murdered. Oh, this is all on Tubi. Okay. All right, this category might have legs. <laughs> oh. So I... Never mind. I won't talk about that on the podcast. What? I get emails now uh, for... What? How am I getting that? I get emails now, like uh, notifying me of people, like adjuncts applying for positions, um, from because I covered for some stuff like over the summer. Uh, for some reason, I'm getting it for 101 Intro to Computer Concepts. So I was, I, I've only been getting them for English positions, but so I was really confused when I saw this person that was like a senior fraud analyst for the past three years, um. And how this person was trying to um, get a job as an English instructor, but this is for like computer concepts. Mm. I have no idea what's going on and why I'm getting this, but it makes a bit more sense. This person's got a hell of a bachelor's in criminal justice from in 2010 and then a master's in corporate training skills in 2016. Somebody made an adjustment in their life. Um, <clears throat> they were like, Fuck these reprobates! <laughs> right. right, let me go. Let me go train them in the corporate environment. Rather than it's it's funny. I know a person that went to school, um, went to college and got a bachelor's for um, uh, social work, like a sociology degree, and like majoring in social work. Mm -hmm. Um, and did it for like a year and was like, "Fuck this." Yeah. And went back to school to get a business degree and now manages like a uh, Planned Parenthood or something. <laughs> right. Because she was like, I cannot deal with all these like right. heads and right, right. Makes sense. Um, all right. So food chat, Frank. Biggie, you've been you've been talking about this for like fucking months, I think. Like um soup chat. Yeah, my body's ready. <laughs> um you want to tell them about like how you how you're honoring soup chat 
from earlier tonight? I just ate soup today for lunch. What'd you eat? Um, I had it's Nissan, I think, that makes it, but it's these like larger bowls of ramen that they sell in the store. Okay. And they're all like different, like high level spice profiles. Mm. So the one I had today was um a chicken ramen with like a really high spice level to it. It was it was pretty delicious. Okay. They're actually, they're all really good. I, they're not um they all have three different packets in it. So you've got like a dried vegetable packet, a dried chili packet, and then you have like a chili sauce packet. So you microwave the soup for like three minutes, two and a half minutes with like the dry ingredients. And then you um, stir in the chili sauce mm. and it's freaking delicious. It's like every single one of them I've had is really good, really filling. Um, okay. Nice. Really good taste. All right. Sometimes I take, um, I put some stuff in it. Like I'll put in like some spam or, uh, okay. You're, 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 hold on. You're, you're jumping ahead. Like I got a question for you about that specifically. Oh, okay. Um, all right. So I'm going to start off general. Um, what's your favorite soup? Like what's your like favorite soup of all time? like that you've ever had that you can think like oh my god like what's the one soup that comes to mind when i say like your favorite soup experience ever probably pho at a restaurant called pho nouveau which is up in um what do you call that newcastle maybe delaware sure. um yeah close enough Not too i far. don't know it was like it was my first pho experience um mm -hmm. They had a really good, like, fresh, like, bean sprouts they would give you with the basil and the jalapenos, and they were plentiful with, like, the um, the fresh ingredients and really amazing, like, flavorful stock. Um, mm -hmm. I'm a pretty big fan of pho stock, you know, with, like, the, the ginger and whatever else is in it. Mm -hmm. um, and just really good. Like, the vermicelli was good. I usually get vegetarian pho. I'm not really... I don't need like protein there. I can do with like the broccoli and the carrots and stuff. And mm -hmm. just really great experience sitting down there, putting the sriracha and the hoisin in and mixing it together and mm. just going to town on some fun. <laughs> nice. Um, my other, my other answer, my first, my initial reaction answer was going to be, um, my mother's vegetable beef soup. Mm. Mm -hmm. Um, or her bean soup. Like, those are both, like, two pretty amazing soups. And she's been making them the entirety of my life, so. Gotcha. Um, all right, so what's your, kind of the separate things, what's your go-to soup, like, to, like, to make um, for yourself? Do, do you, for, oh, I guess I should ask, is, do you make homemade soup at times? Yeah, I make, um like a chicken and corn chowder like cream chowder and i make um i make my vegetable beef soup which is more of like uh closer to a stew than a soup i guess okay cuz i thicken it um but it's it's pretty good i almost make it similar in composition to a french onion but i don't caramelize the onions i just like cook them for a long time and sweat them and then like I do cube steak and mm -hmm. garlic and other vegetables and um, 
in like a beef stock broth and it's um it's pretty good i usually eat that with rice okay i'm more of a chili cooker though when i cook like um a pot of something mm. so you know but yeah so- i like to make I, I like to make beef soup and i like to make chicken soup okay I like to make chicken soup by cooking. I like to buy chicken thighs and I um, sear them, you know, in like um, a, a mixture of olive oil and butter. So they get like a little bit of a brown on the outside. And then I cook my aromatics and I put the um, wet ingredients in. And then I add the chicken thighs back in and cook them for like a long time over like a low like simmer or like kind of like a medium simmer. And then you can shred the chicken and you can make like really good um like chicken cream soup out of that. Okay. Like you said, like some mm-hmm. heavy cream and um Yeah, it's pretty good. And the chicken is like the most flavorful chicken in the world. It's 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 amazing to cook chicken like that. Mm-hmm. I don't know why more people don't use thighs instead of breasts. I think thighs are infinitely. Yeah, I was I was I the older I get, the more I agree with that, yes. Um Do you have a comfort soup like for like either illness or cold days or anything like that that you go to? Uh, no, not really. I mean, like whatever's there. I buy a variety of soups. So I always have canned soup in my cabinet um, because I cook with soup quite a bit um, as like a base for certain things and i also just like to eat soup right all right so we'll just jump to canned soup then and there's a couple of questions i'll come back to um you're in a hurry what's your preferred soup does dinty more soup. count as soup even uh, though it's a stew i don't know i mean why don't you answer that question i mean why, it's... why, why don't you tell me <laughs> It's it's technically classified as a stew, but it comes out of a can and I heat it up in the microwave. So to me, it's like basically the same thing. Um, that's my actual answer. Um, if I can't count that, um, I've actually come to really love recently. Uh, Campbell's has released on their chunky line of soups. Okay. Um, they have a spicy line of chunky soups. Okay. One of which is um, a ghost pepper um chicken noodle and it is one of the best canned soups i've ever had in my life like the noodles are firm and they retain like an al dente texture even after you cook it and the chicken chunks are big and the vegetables taste like fresh and the spiciness of like the ghost pepper mixture inside is delicious um really enjoyable that sounds good. Um, I'm, I'm a pretty big fan. I, I I I normally do not text Frank much about food chat beforehand, but I thought it was funny because there was just so many goddamn soups when I started using chat to like list all of them, and I send Frank the list of Campbell soups, and the first thing that he does um, is text me back and is like, "I don't see this ghost pepper chicken noodle soup." <laughs> it's like. 30 31 soups and like it's like i don't see this one um but yeah the ghost pepper sounds good also i didn't know it was chunky Mm -hmm. um and i just sent you the condensed 
list. Oh, oh, um, I don't, I don't, I don't, I only use condensed soups for cooking mostly. Mm. Um, the 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 chunky, um, I still don't see it on there as I'm looking through the chunky list here, but, um, I didn't know realize there were so many of these damn chunky soups. Yeah, um, there's yeah, there's a lot. I eat like three or four of them pretty regularly. All right, so okay, good. So if you had to survive on canned soups for a week, which three flavors or types would you choose? I would want that ghost pepper chicken noodle. Mm-hmm. Um, there is a sirloin and potato soup that they make. If it depends on if I'm counting Denny Moore as as soup, because if I am, then Denny Moore is my answer there for the beef portion. Mm-hmm. If not, Campbell's Chunky makes a sir a spicy sirloin and potato soup that's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the kicking corn chowder possibly would be my third option. Okay, that that's a really good soup. Yeah. Um, back in so that's only if I'm taking the Campbell's like route, right? Um. There was a there was a company called Bookbinders. Um, it was a restaurant in Philadelphia, and they had a I, I think it was the same company had a canned soup line that was like um, seafood soups, mm. and they had a snapper soup that was amazing. And I've never found snapper soup canned like anywhere else. So um, I would definitely be interested in finding that. Um, mm. but that would that, that would replace the beef and potato soup if I had to choose because that soup was amazing. So uh, this kind of Denny Moore, like, you know, you're talking about Campbell's. Like, is there any other soup brands that you, like, get ever? Like, you get some Progresso I, every once in a no, while? I'm, no, I'm, I think Progresso's trash. I'll okay. be honest with you. I think um, I think they're the ghetto or, like, the, I don't know. I, I don't know who's eating Progresso, but I don't want to know it. <laughs> um, Canned soup? Again, I like, um, I like Nissan and their... Right. Um, they're ramens. What about Hormel? Hormel like makes like soups. Like you try you ever do some Hormel? Hormel, like... Hormel makes Denny Moore, don't they? Yes, they do actually. Yeah, yeah. but yeah, they so make they... soups too, right? That's not just no, like I'm not. I'm not. I'm, I'm not eating the soup. <laughs> okay. I don't know. I'm not like when I go to the soup aisle. All right, number one, full disclosure: I don't go to many aisles. So I'm mostly just like ordering whatever I find on Instacart. Right. But, um, you know, I go to the grocery store like once every like couple of months. And so I'll like look through the soup aisle. I, I'm not interested in trying some weird ass brand. Like I know the brands that I like. And okay. I'm... Okay. Especially with canned soup, because I feel like there's such a danger of like a lack of consistency there that I want to know that I want to know exactly what I'm getting right. out of that can of soup. Okay. That, that, that narrows, narrows some things down. It's good. It's fine. Um, this progresso off never get them um <clears throat> all right so gambles has a um group of soups that come in a box too that are like um artisan soups or whatever they have a tomato basil that's really good that yeah, um because they, they classify things too as like a healthy request soups and no, then, i don't yeah i need no fucking healthy requests and there's slow slow kettle style soups yeah i've had a couple of them um, there's a kicking crab and sweet corn chowder soup that they have under that brand that sounds really good. Yeah, I saw that listed on your thing. I'd like to find that and try it. Yeah. Then the roasted chicken and chardonnay bisque also. Oh, good. I forgot. Um, damn, who makes that brand of soup? There is a Maryland crab, um, Maryland crab soup that I'll buy. 
fucking mm-hmm. makes sense. It's in the yellow can. I can't remember the name of the company, but it's it's pretty good, and I will buy that. And um, yellow can. I think it's in a yellow can. I don't know. It's been a couple of years since I've had it. Uh, there's a company here called Coles that has a Maryland style crab soup. Um, I see them. That's like the only one I'm really seeing on Google so far. Like just as uh, Maryland Crab Hanover apparently has one. Oh, it probably is Hanover. Are they in a blue can? No. Red the Coles, can. The Coles has a red can, kind of like overall, like um. With I don't know some fish maybe at the very top like swimming around it might be fish, um, weird can kind of kind of beat looking can looks like my dog's uh dog's food. oh it's 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 Y River that's what I'm thinking of oh there it is okay that's that's it's like it's like a goldish can it's okay so I mean the one I'm looking at is silver but yeah silver is the cream of crab it's the gold oh okay can. gold can okay. crab mm. okay yeah that's the um. That's the shit right there. It's pretty good. Okay. All right. Uh, let's see. So, <clears throat> canned soups often get like a, a criticized for being salty. Um, mm. How do you it's feel true. about that? And like, you know, uh, like, do you like use anything to like enhance flavor, like you know, like because of the saltiness, like to like kind of try to combat it or anything? Or uh... do you not feel they're too salty? They're pretty salty, but I mean, I don't know. I mean, I'm only eating it for lunch with like nothing else, so it just doesn't bother me, I guess. I if, if I find soups, like that's one of the things I don't like about Progresso is I think Progresso. It's just all salt. Like it's, mm. they're really watery, and I don't know. I'm just, I don't, I don't appreciate either the consistency or um, overall taste. My limited experience in Progresso is very watery. Yes, I agree with that. Um, <clears throat> so adding things to canned soup, I don't do, do it all any? that much. No, no. Every once in a while, I will, if I have some leftover rice, mm-hmm. I'll heat up some rice and like, um, especially Campbell's makes a, like a Cajun gumbo or a jambalaya type soup. It's like sausage and chicken. Mm-hmm. Um, and I like to put rice in that, like half a cup of rice, like along with the soup. I think it's pretty good. Um, I don't add ingredients. I had ingredients to ramen all the time, which okay. you told me to hold off on talking about. Right. Yes. So go, just do that now, then, if it's ramen. You know, like this. Um. So one of the things I like to do is I like to cook ramen noodles and put them in my salad and mix it together. Okay. That's a thing that I um have picked up from my wife um, mm-hmm. because a lot of their salads have noodles in them. Gotcha. Um, I will add uh, scallions to ramen. I will add um, sliced uh, hard-boiled egg to ramen. Um, I like to add um, some. I like. I'll, I'll add raw spam, even though it's not raw, like uncooked spam. Um, sometimes I like to like 
cut like julienne spam and like strips and then pan fry it for a little bit and then put that in my ramen if i'm feeling fancy um cabbage sometimes is good like in there like some fresh cabbage i don't know just whatever you have around tomatoes once in a while yeah yeah like i'll cut like cherry tomatoes in half and add them to the ramen yeah yeah there's not a lot i can say about this stuff because i it's full disclosure like how many times have you ever seen me eat soup frank i mean i've seen you eat pho right how many times like Twice, three times. Uh, yeah, we've probably gone twice together. Yeah. Um. Has ever seen me order like soup, like as as a starter? I mean, I just I think that you have very limited tastes, and I think you just don't appreciate like the beauty of soup. <laughs> um, I'm just never a big soup person, like ever, like even when I was younger, just not a big soup person. I think that people that truly enjoy the unique tastes of different foods or people that like soup. I think I would do it more now than in the past. Um, let's talk about that. So I guess you think soup can be both a meal and a starter, right? Oh yeah, definitely. Um, what do you, do you prefer it as an appetizer? Or do you have a preference? Like, I actually do not prefer soup as an appetizer. Uh huh. I like soup as a. I think of it as a side dish more than an. I mean, I guess you get it before the meal. If if a place offers a cup of soup, like as part of their appetizer menu, mm-hmm. I will usually consider that as the thing that I get prior to my meal. Um, mm-hmm. like steak and main our local right. like fancy yeah. restaurant um mm-hmm. makes a uh i guess it's a crab and asparagus chowder right. Right. that they serve as their you know it's like whatever you can get a cup of it before your meal and it's delicious i love it it's really good soup right very flavorful very satisfying it's not so heavy that it like like weighs down your palate before you eat your actual meal um so i really appreciate that um, but I think you can eat soup as a meal. I eat soup as a meal a lot. And if you're going to eat soup as a meal, I think you need a nice bread to go with it. Mm. Like to soak up the soup and like dip in like bread with like sure. on it. Yeah. Um, like a baguette or, um, maybe some grilled cheese to make a nice grilled right. cheese to go with it. <laughs> right. Right. Um, yes. My mom, I think that's another problem is my mom used to often her go-to for me was to fix chicken noodle soup and grilled cheese growing up and by go-to i mean like go-to like um fairly inexpensive like busy like you know like and she so i would have that like probably like at least once a week probably twice a week um and i think like it like made me like like the idea of eating grilled cheese and soup is uh not pleasant to me and like the idea of doing it right now and is like triggering and it's like i think i like started to turn against soup um because of that all that's being said i also have problems with getting soup as an appetizer because it feels like it's too much especially the soups that i like like chowders and stuff like that which i can't eat as much anymore Mm. um 
But it's like those kind of things I actually like. It feels like too much for, to me before the meal often. And then getting it as the meal feels like it's not enough. So I'm just like kind of like not a soup person um, for those reasons. So I am out of my depth a little bit on like some of the stuff when I'm asking you these questions, um, which is why I'm just like, oh, okay. Like it's some of those things you're saying sound really good, but then it's like, when do I eat them? For lunch. Okay. I make myself a sandwich and I take a can of soup for lunch, like probably three or four days a week. Okay. Or I'll like make myself like a tub of vegetables and I'll make ramen and I'll, you know, I mean, it's, you know, not always just like soupy soup. Sometimes it's right. Asian soup. Okay. Um, so have you like uh, in your travels in like the, the continental uh, United mm. States of America or like overseas, like uh, any interesting soups you've encountered along the way that you think were good i mean yeah sure okay what kind of what what you got in the united states um i actually tend to try chilies more when i go places in the u.s um, Mm -hmm. because i like to see the difference in people's chilies um I, i will eat beef stew when i'm traveling in different places um just to see like the different stuff that people use Mm-hmm. to make beef stew because i find that sometimes it's like barley sometimes you get it with you know like no grain and it's just whatever anyway mm-hmm. um the u.s i can't really think of i mean i've had like you know like clam chowder in new england that was really delicious um i do like to try crab soups in different places because i'm such a like purist when it comes to the maryland crab right um we have a restaurant near us called the forge Mm -hmm. um which is like pretentious fake southern food um they make a good crab soup that they make with like a roasted bell pepper i guess yeah uh which is interesting instead of like a tomato base it's like a bell pepper broth base which is really delicious flavorful um I don't know in America it's hard to say I know that there's got to be answers to it I just can't think of any you know like sometimes I'll try like uh, like a pasta fajoule if I go somewhere and they have it or Mm -hmm. I don't know I just there's a bunch of different soups that I really enjoy there's only like a couple soups that I absolutely dislike that I would never get anywhere um but mostly, like you know, I I like to try like to try new soups. Okay. Well, let's do this. I'm going to go through a list of soups, right? Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> Tell me if you had them, and I want um, like a, just like a rough grade, like on like you know, like in terms of like a ranking. Like I don't care how you do it. If you want to do one through ten, one through five, whatever, you can determine that. All right. Yeah. <clears throat> so chicken noodle. Uh, that's all over the place. I mean, it depends on a lot of things. I think sometimes mm-hmm. chicken noodle, like, I can't stand Wawa's chicken noodle. You want to talk mm-hmm. about a soup that's just like salt and nothing else? Yeah. Like Wawa's chicken noodle is disgusting. Surprise me. Yeah. Um, a good chicken noodle is like a eight, maybe. Okay. All right. Tomato. Just plain tomato. Yeah. Mm, 
it's all right. Like a five or a six, you got to have like, what, what, yeah, what do you got to do to get that score up? Like a dollop of sour cream and some chives and a um, grilled cheese sandwich, maybe. Mm. I don't know. Mm. Yeah. Um, Minestrone. That's another one that's weird because like people make it different. Right. Um, a good minestrone is like an eight or a nine. Okay. Is that with um, pasta or rice or? Like... Yeah, yeah. You gotta have some pasta in there. Pasta. And, okay. Like a nice, like rich, like broth and some fresh vegetables. Um, can be delicious. A bad minestrone is like a three or a four. Right. You know, progresso minestrone, for instance, is like a three. It's disgusting. <laughs> Clam chowder. Which kind of clam chowder, Manhattan or New England? Uh, what's the, uh, tell me the tell me the difference. Uh, New England clam chowder is um, dairy based. Okay, it's like a white chowder, and right. a Manhattan clam chowder is uh, tomato based, so it's like mm, a red chowder. Okay. Um, I will always both. prefer a Manhattan clam chowder, mm. and okay. a good Manhattan is like a nine for me. Uh-huh. Um, the best New England clam chowder is maybe a seven, seven and a half. Okay. Um, I am not a huge fan of clams and broth. Mm-hmm. I think that it's. I think most people don't do a good job of like really cleaning out their clams, so there's still like some residual like silt when you eat it, and mm-hmm. it's got like a weird effect when you're eating it in liquid. Um. Not to say that that's like terrible or anything, but um, like I've had really good Manhattan clam chowders before. Don't get me wrong, but it's never going to be my uh, never going to be my preference. Hmm. Um, lentil soup. Uh, I don't know if I've ever had lentil soup. I definitely have never had lentil soup. It's something that I've I've like always read about, but I don't think I've ever gone anywhere where I've eaten it and. Hmm. I've eaten lentils before, and I think lentils are good, but I don't yeah. know if I've ever had lentil soup. Uh, French onion soup. That's another one. Like, we used to have a restaurant in Newark, Delaware, called um, the Stone Balloon, and they did a French onion soup and a crock that they were bringing out. I mean, obviously, it's like the traditional preparation is you get it in your own little crock um, with a hunk of, like, fried provolone on top of it, and it was friggin' delicious. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think French onion soup's a really classic flavor. I think it's incredibly, like, rich and satisfying to eat. Mm-hmm. Um, French onion soup is a, a, a soup that I can eat as a meal, I think. Mm. Especially if I have, like, a sandwich or, like, some bread with it. It's um, really good. Right. Yeah. Um, Bad French onion soup, though, is absolutely disgusting. Like... I'm sure when the sure. onions get like mealy and it's almost like worms, it's oh, it's so awful to eat if somebody <laughs> doesn't know how to cook it. Right. What yeah. was that place uh, that we always t- end up bringing up? Dawson's um, had a pretty good French onion soup, actually. Yeah, I bet they did. <clears throat> Split pea soup. It's OK. Um, It's a little like sweet for my taste. Mm-hmm. Right. As a soup. Um, and not, uh, maybe I've just never I've never had it in anywhere but in a can. Mm. Um, I've never had, I think my mom made pea soup once and it was really good. Um, but I've never had like a traditionally like prepared split pea. Gotcha. Uh, gazpacho. Oh my God. That's a 10. Yeah. I fucking love gazpacho. Mm -hmm. Like I wish that more places serve cold soup like that because to me it's, um, super delicious. 
uh, borscht. I've never had real borscht, so I don't know. Mm. I don't have an opinion on it. Um, I don't know a whole I, lot of Russians. Yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, Greek, Greek and Polish cultures can do some too. I, I've had a Polish um, every Christmas when we go over to Olivia's. Um, they do like a version, like a Polish version of that, and um, I was surprised that like because I'm not a big beet person, but um, that I actually like have grown to like it um over the years. Um, uh, they usually take a little bit of like a uh, small pierogies and put in it as well. Like, oh my god, tiny, like mini pierogies. <laughs> Not a pierogi person. Fuck a pierogi. Pink oh. ass ravioli. <laughs> <laughs> miso soup. Uh, I like uh, miso is weird because if you get miso that's prepared by somebody that actually knows how to make miso, it's mm. one of the best. Like subtle taste profiles like ever i mean like because miso is like so pungent but like good miso soup is, is absolutely almost like perfect but like me like some like western shit like the stuff we get here is disgusting like people don't know how to make miso soup mm. it's really hard to get like exactly the right like taste for miso yeah um uh we've already talked about pho a little bit but um and you prefer the vegetables, right? Like more than like things with like uh protein stuff in it. Yeah, so. I just like the I, I just like the simplicity of the vegetable pho. Yeah. Uh chicken tortilla? Yeah, I'm not a fan of that shit. Mm. I like the taste profile of it, but I'm not particularly fond of um Yeah. If I could get a chicken tortilla without the tortilla, so just like a southwest chicken soup, I'd be a lot okay. more keen on eating it. Okay. Uh, Italian wedding. I despise Italian wedding soup. I think it's fucking disgusting. Yeah. Okay. I think it's like, I mean, shame on me for whatever disparaging my cultural history. Mm-hmm. But um, it's like a bunch of people sitting around with like some leftovers and like, hey, let's dump this shit in some water. <laughs> no, fuck that. It's gross. Uh, swaz I don't know if I've ever had vichyswa. Um, what's in it? Maybe I just pota- said it. I don't pota- know. It's cold and it's potato and leek. No, I've never had that. That sounds amazing, though. I do like potatoes and leeks. Um, different types of chowders. Like what? Um, what do you like? What do you dislike? Corn chowder is delicious. Mm-hmm. I like um any variety of corn chowder, like a corn and crab chowder or corn and chicken mm-hmm. chowder. Um, I like a good. I don't know if it's a, a chowder necessarily, but like a good like potato and broccoli. Mm-hmm. With um cheese in it, and I think is really delicious. Um, uh, I don't know if they're necessarily considered chowders. I mean, I guess like it's more of a bisque than a chowder. Yeah, that's, that's the next thing I was going to ask you though. Is like uh, bisques, like what kind of bisques? Like, you know, like um, like a butternut squash, or I don't know, like a <gasps> like a simple like vegetable bisque is delicious. Yeah. Um. I like crab bisques, but I think they can be too floury sometimes, like way mm. too thick. Um, I think we we have a local restaurant, Woody's, that's like pretty well renowned around here um, for their crab bisque. But right. I think their crab bisque is just a little too thick sometimes. It's like pasty instead mm. of like smooth. And I, I don't know what the secret is there, but right, uh, maybe they they cook it for too long or whatever. 
Um, yeah, tomato bisque. Mm-hmm. I really like like a bas- tomato basil. Yeah, I like tomato like bisque, bisque too. It's delicious. one of the few that I like. Yeah. You don't like a... Um, I actually make a really good um, butternut squash. Uh, I don't. I don't really care for squash. Um, a butternut squash and roasted red pepper bisque is amazing. I try it. I mean, like I can eat it. Like it's just not like a preferred thing for me. Like um, squash and zucchini are not things that like are like I'm like seeking out like necessarily. But I'll eat it. Like yeah, I I really love squash and I really love zucchini. Um, yeah, another crossover with you and my wife. Um, in terms of your palates, like. I mean, this is off of soup chat, but um, roasting squash and zucchini, or um, slicing and thin like on a mandolin and pan frying it in olive oil with um, just some simple seasonings. One of my favorite like summertime sides. Get get squash and zucchini in now because it's the only time. <laughs> get all your opinions out on squash, squash and zucchini like right the second. <laughs> I mean, it's delicious. I think I just got it. Okay, I think. Um... Like I said, this is why like you don't appreciate soup. So right, uh, of Golomano. Have you ever had that before? What is it? Of Golomano. Um, it's a Greek soup, uh, chicken, rice, and lemon. Nah, I really don't have too much experience with Greek food in general. To be honest with you, cabbage soup. Uh, yeah. I mean, I like cabbage. That's one of the things I love about my mom's vegetable beef soup is that she. Mm-hmm. uses cabbage in it and it's yeah. fucking delicious um i really like boiled cabbage a lot and i think that like when you make like a cabbage soup um cabbage tomato you know in a stock like i think it can be really delicious the smell of boiled cabbage makes me like my stomach churn mm. um, makes it churn in hunger <laughs> yes sure um here's a portuguese soup uh caldo verde um it's a uh, kale potatoes and sausage soup no but that sounds like some fucking bull- bullshit italian wedding soup <laughs> uh what about goulash uh yeah i like, like goulash okay yeah. i don't really consider goulash to be a soup though well i think it's i think it's probably like differently made is probably for the goulash soup versus what we consider kind of goulash over here um but uh, you, you had like you had pasta. To it's a soup right? with beef, paprika, and vegetables. Um, here, I mean that sounds delicious. Yeah. Uh, base. Um, yeah, I like bouillabaisse. It's like a eight or nine if it's made well. Hmm. I've only had it a couple times. Russian soups. Any any familiarity with any yeah, of those? Like... The Eastern Eastern European stuff is kind of out of my wheelhouse. I'll be okay. honest with you. Uh, Zuppa Toscano. Are you familiar? Well, it's fucking Italian shit. What is, is that? It? Uh, sausage, kale, and potatoes. Again, see what I mean? Like these fucking assholes. <laughs> like, oh, what do we got? I'm just dumping in. It's a fucking stone soup bullshit. I like kale, but I don't like kale wet. Like I want it either raw and like in a salad, or I want it like lightly fried in a pan with you know garlic and olive oil and other vegetables and mixed together i don't need it like floating around in some goddamn soup it's just like putting spinach in soup you don't put spinach in soup you don't put kale in soup fucking weird my grandmother used to put spinach in soup it's gross that's um, like that's the why smell hate... also that also turned my stomach smelling the 
spinach i love spinach too like i am a big fan of spinach but it doesn't belong in soup <laughs> you want to know how i prepare spinach let's talk about this for a second <laughs> yeah get that out too yeah <clears throat> i like to take spinach and i wilt it a little bit over just direct heat in a pan and then i add um or no i'm sorry i cook bacon and i get the bacon to like the semi-crisp point and then i put the um spinach on top of it and i wilted in the bacon grease mm-hmm. and then um white vinegar a little bit of mint a little bit of table sugar and some salt and i um saute that together until it's all combined and the sausage is like completely wilted and then i eat it and mm-hmm. it's fucking delicious Uh, oh i lost my place here there's so many fucking soups and now i'm like skipping some because of um uh have you ever heard of cockaliki uh spell it for me cock dash uh a dash leaky it's a scottish soup with chicken and leeks no that sounds good but Mm. leave it to the fucking british owls people to make a soup sound like dirtier than it has to be (laughs) Uh, Posole. Um, I think I'm pronouncing the I'm using the Mexican pronunciation correctly there. Um, Mexican soup. Um, hominy corn, and they usually use pork or chicken. Uh, no, I don't know if I've had my soup experience is more Puerto Rican and Dominican than Mexican in terms of like the Hispanic, yeah, soups just because of the. Um, cultures of the people that i've worked with all right um uh, escarole yeah i like escarole mm. uh, added, oh sorry like twice maybe okay matzo ball uh i've only had matzo soup once and i thought it was like really good but i don't have much experience and i don't know if it was traditional or not mm. i worked with a guy um who was jewish and he made us matzo soup one time um around passover maybe i can't remember but it was it was good i thought it was a really flavorful soup i just you know i don't know if it's the way it's supposed to be or not right um uh, you ever had a cucumber soup cucumbers yogurt and dill it sounds like tzatziki kind of um no i what is that like pureed together or something i mean again that's a very greek sounding Right thing. I would feel uh, like there would be more to it than that. I would like to see a recipe. I cucumber is in um gazpacho though, so mm. oh, you mentioned it today, yeah. Um happy yom kippur, I guess, right? To any Jewish oh yeah, yeah. Yep. That's today. Yesterday. Um, today. Yeah, okay. Uh let's see, what else we got? Uh da, 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 da. I was there was something I was gonna oh you've already talked about ramen like a lot um so what uh get all your ramen like what what else do you have to say about ramen um in terms of the Asian like portmanteau soups I prefer pho to ramen mm-hmm. um I like this the stock in pho better but I like ramen a lot I mean I eat a lot of you know fake like whatever processed ramen for lunch because it's easy and you can change its flavor pretty easily and make it delicious 
Um, ramen Kumamoto in Newark is a good restaurant, and their ramen is mm. pretty good. Um, I'm a very traditional ramen eater. I like the egg. I like the pork. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't necessarily like it with like a bunch of other stuff in it. Have you ever had chestnut soup? No, but that sounds amazing. I love chestnuts. Hmm. Creamy. It's a creamy soup made from from roasted chestnuts, apparently. Um, I would like to try that someday. There's a Peruvian one that sounds good here. Chupe de Camarones. Um, it's a Peruvian shrimp chowder with potatoes and cheese um, in it. That does sound good. I have had a Puerto Rican... I don't know what it's called. It's a soup that's got like shrimp and um, saffron in it, I guess. Mm-hmm. I can't remember what it is. Um, and then like um, uh, like sopa de, de pesca or whatever, like uh, like the seafood soups mm. that are um, like tomato based are really good. Yeah, there's a the, there's a so sope de lima. Um, it's uh chicken lime and tortilla strips. Um, let's listen Man, here. See, I don't. I really don't like the tortilla strips in the soup. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I I don't mind like a like a crisp thing like next to the soup to like dip it in. Um, a cracker or maybe even a tortilla chip for some some soups. But I don't know. Like that's more of like chili. Um. The problem is, is like, okay, so philosophically, I think that if you're going to dip something in soup, mm-hmm. it has to absorb the broth. Like if okay. you're dipping like a hard, like you put the tortilla in the soup, the tortilla is just like wicking the the broth off of itself, right? Like mm-hmm. it's not like holding the broth into it. Mm-hmm. You know, like noodles and barley and rice, they like, you know, hold the broth. So when you take a bite of it, like you're getting like the you know the solid ingredient and the wet ingredient together but with the tortilla you're just you're you're chewing something hard like it's 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 a bad mouth feel and i don't understand it and i hate like fucking hard shit in soups oh you said wicking the broth right um yeah that's what yeah, it does yeah, it yeah i, under, I understand i uh, know i i understood understood i'm um, just giving me giving, giving me shit all over the place yes um um all right uh pumpkin soup have you ever had pumpkin soup before yeah i like pumpkin soup a lot really yeah that's probably of like a bisque i guess or i don't know maybe that's just a brothy soup yeah pumpkin soup is good it's kind of creamy it's a it's often with like cream yeah uh all right whatever okay start telling me about um soups you had in thailand because there's one listed here tom tom yum yeah um tom yum is amazing mm-hmm. it's a uh, lemongrass and um fresh herbs mm-hmm. um it usually has like basil and you get it with a protein a lot of times like pork or chicken um or shrimp is really popular with tom yum um it's a sweet and bitter and spicy soup if that makes any sense, like just, it's got like just all the things like you get like hints of like, like the back of your throat, like bitter, like pungency inside Tom Yum. But you also get like the sweetness on the top of your tongue and the spiciness like all around. And um, it's something that like is made fresh. You know, it's not you're not really like that's the best thing about any of the like 
a lot of the food in Thailand is like it's made to order, like when you order it right. from fresh ingredients that are all put together. And um, but yeah, Tom Yum's Tom Yum's pretty amazing. Mm-hmm. That's another one that like is weird where you're gonna have different tastes of Tom Yum depending on what um restaurant or who made it or what part of the country you're in. Um what ingredients are in it you know like the one that you sent me in the text i originally thought because they spelled the tom young part wrong um i thought it was tom young guy which is like chicken uh, mm-hmm. soup. um but it was actually um tom young goong which is uh goong is um shrimp and gotcha. the way the way that it was spelled is my wife tells me actually a like tiger prawn it's like a like a almost she says this more similar to like a rock lobster but it's like a prawn and they're like giant Mm -hmm. um that's a gong um and that sounded uh i would try that Mm -hmm. my wife is super allergic to shellfish so i don't eat much self shellfish when i'm over there Mm. but i want to have to like wash my face and my hands super good and like brush my teeth right yeah um Yeah, maybe I'll try that though. Yeah. Their shrimp and um, stuff is amazing. Like the stuff that just comes right out of there, you know, because they're completely surrounded by water on almost every side sure. of the country. Sure. And tons of like natural like lakes and rivers and whatnot. what other kind of fish do they have over there? That's probably getting off topic. Like, um that they serve like a lot of times that come out naturally over there. Uh you get tilapia a lot. Um okay. you get uh snake snakehead a lot, like snakefish, which is mm-hmm. fucking amazing. Um, they have river trout and um mackerel over there. Okay. Um, they eat a lot of salmon. I don't know. I guess they import their salmon. I don't think they. Hmm. Maybe they have salmon there. I don't know. I mean, they have huge, huge fisheries. Like as you drive through the country, you'll just see like miles and miles of fish ponds like stretching out into the distance in certain places, especially like outside of Bangkok, like down towards Pattaya. Um, when you're headed towards like the coastal region, you get tons and tons and tons of like fisheries. Mm-hmm. Um, snakehead is is delicious. I I love that. They do a roasted snakehead where you get the whole fish um, filleted open in front of you, and it's been roasted over coals. And so like you just reach in and pull the chunks of fish off of like the bone, mm-hmm. and then there's like dipping sauces that you dip it in and you eat oh my god it's perfect it's like Mm. the most perfectly cooked fish (laughs) ever it's so good nice i'll send you a picture in a few weeks okay um because we get that at least like we've gotten that at least once or twice every time okay um they they have a bunch of other things that would be considered soup um whenever you get like when you when you order most thai dishes it's going to come out in a bowl and it's going to be a liquid component and a protein and a vegetable component. Mm. And then you typically have um, sticky rice or um, like rice noodles or something that's served adjacent that you put on your plate and then you spoon liquid portion and put the protein, put the vegetables and then eat it together. Mm. And you share, you know, family style almost everything. So you're doing that from like different plates. Um, but a lot of that stuff definitely you could eat like as a soup. Um, uh, there's nam yao, uh, I, I, I think I said that right, which is a um, like a pork stew with uh, blood cubes in it. That's really delicious. What's a blood cube? 
they they use everything from the animals. So they take the blood and they, I guess, cook it and add like gelatin or pectin or something, and it like coagulates and makes like little cubes. I remember you telling me this. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So it like absorbs the flavor, whatever I guess broth they've made it with, along mm-hmm. with the blood, and it makes these like mm-hmm. you know little mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. cubes of blood. They're delicious. Mm-hmm. Um, they also do that with rice. They have a blood rice that they make where they take the coagulated blood and they mix it in with like regular rice with like different herbs and stuff. Um, and then you just kind of eat that as like, like the rice is just like bright red and you just eat it, um, as a side dish with something else. That's pretty good. Um, Hung Lei, which is my favorite curry, I think, uh, which is a, a, um, I guess it's like a slow roasted pork rib that they cook in a um like a brown curry gravy uh and so that comes out in like a crock as like a liquid and you're just supposed to like add it over rice Mm. Um, yeah you're gonna fucking eat me someday aren't you get a taste why you say that get a taste for blood um pig's blood there is a uh here's a here's something for you it's called shaki um Shocky. Um, it's a Russian cabbage soup with sauerkraut and beef. How do you feel about that? Uh, I don't like the that? idea of sauerkraut and soup. Mm-hmm. Okay. I don't mind the idea of cabbage and soup. I think that's, I mean, I'm. No, I'm you don't like that cabbage. sauerkraut? I like sauerkraut. I don't know that I would like sauerkraut and soup. Mm-hmm. I'd have to, I would have to try it. I would be down to, I would be down to see what it tastes like. All right, uh, a couple just a couple more things. We're going to jump the can real quick. Only a few things that I want to ask you here. Um, there were some other it... there were there were some other weird soups that you had. Oh, oh, right. Do you want me to go through like the fucking uh, abnormal yeah. soups? Uh-huh. Um, okay, so there's bird's nest soup, which is a Chinese delicacy made from the nests of swiftlets. The nests are composed of saliva, according to chat, and are prized for their texture. This is considered a luxury item. How would you feel yeah, about it? I would the, I would I would try that. Oh fucking hell, Frank. Um there's there's a Chinese porridge called century egg porridge. Made from century eggs, which are preserved eggs and lean pork. The uh-huh. eggs have a distinct black and jelly-like texture. So I have eaten century eggs and oh, okay. they're pretty delicious. I mean, that's the only like that that one sounds fine to me. The fucking saliva nest. Fucking no. It's bird saliva. I mean, whatever. You're eating it anyway, probably. <laughs> Um, it all depends on how you sell it to me. Like, and like, fucking, like the 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 saliva nest is not the way to like sell me on eating something. Uh, shark fin soup. Have you had shark? No, I would not do that. I I I, I can't eat soups that like in are endangering a species. Mm. I think that's. I mean, it sounds delicious, honestly, but I don't think I, I could like morally bring myself to eat it. Turtle soup. Oh, I love fucking turtle soup. Yeah? Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Snapper soup is one of my favorite things in the world. Hmm. A good snapper soup is... You can't think that you're eating a turtle. That's 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 the thing you got to get past. Like, right. you don't want to think about fucking Franklin sitting there, like, staring up at you. <laughs> right, Just... right. But, oh, my God, yes. Snapper soup is delicious. If you've never had snapper soup, you should go out of your way to try and find snapper mm-hmm. soup somewhere and try it. Although it's it's a it's a hard thing to find, and it's a delicacy, definitely. Right. Well, it's more southern, right? 
Yeah, but there's a uh, Tim Hortons. I think sells a snapper soup. Yeah. Well, they sell it. I mean, will I be able to find it in New Orleans? Yeah, you probably can find snapper okay. soup down there. I imagine. Right. Okay. Um, a lot of turtles. Right. Uh, maybe. Who knows? Um, I don't know what's going on anymore with places and climate change. Um, we'll skip the shark stuff. You already talked about that. So. What is it? Pallet soup or palut soup? Balut. Uh, balut. Balut. Yeah. balut. Um, it's Filipino soup with fertilized duck eggs, partially developed with partially developed embryos. Yeah, I would eat that shit. Um so menudo. Um yes. Which is, which is uh, but let me tell the listeners. All right, fine. It is a um, popular Mexican soup. Apparently, it's unique for its use of tripe, um, which is cow-like stomach, um, and that's the primary ingredient, along with hominy and spices. So, there's a Puerto Rican version of that called madungo. Mm-hmm. I think I'm saying that correctly. That's made with um, cow stomach and some other shit, and it's it's fucking amazing. So, yeah, okay. Certain certain parts of the cow, you just got to get past the idea. It, it's just that like. Is- like cow yeah. cow foot soup? Well, I've never had that, but it's a Caribbean soup here. Cow's feet. Yeah. Vegetable and spices. Um, I prefer um I mean it's like oxtail. Like right. s- oxtails are similar in the idea. I've mm-hmm. eaten like pig's feet too. Um, but mm-hmm. like you're talking about like like langua, you know, like a lot of people won't eat langua. Um What's that? The it's, tongue? Yeah, it's it's okay. boiled cow tongue. Okay, yeah. But it's so fucking like delectable when it's cooked right i mean it's i don't know you just gotta yeah. get past like who cares you know right you're yeah. gonna eat the, you eat the cow's fucking like inner thigh you don't you're gonna like all of a sudden balk at his fucking tongue like just get over yourself weirdo uh frog leg soup i've never eaten frog leg soup but i've eaten frog legs and i've eaten so have I. Yeah. frog frogs right in thailand you eating frogs mm-hmm. do they look like frogs when you eat them uh they're skinned and cooked really well nah, i don't know i mean you're not like like looking at a frog like looking at you okay um i don't know how to pronounce that actually Sor- sorrel or sorrel no i've never eaten sorrel. i mean that sounds really delicious but i've never had it yeah okay snake soup i've eaten snakes but i've never had soup made out of snakes okay it's sorrel, by the way, I think. Sorrel. Um, I believe like, so. Like Julian sorrel, like in um the red and the black. Um, Sor- sorrel leaves. Yeah. Okay. Uh, what is it? Okay, we already said snake soup. Um, What's this next one, Frank? Patsace, I Patsace, guess. Okay. I've never had tripe, it. Tripe and intestines? Okay. Yeah. I like that it's enjoyed as a hangover cure in Greece. Well, it's going to um, make you puke, probably. Reindeer soup? No, uh, but I would try it. And then there's the one that you told me about, like that we talked about already. Uh, tongue, tum yum, tum yum. Yeah, but it's different. This because this the. It says to... it says tongue yam, but yeah. I I don't know if that's maybe like regional or something, maybe or a Chinese mm. spelling of it. But gotcha. it's definitely it's it's tom yum t o m y u m is the soup. And then gong is the um, maybe it is regional. I don't know. Yeah, I don't I've know. never seen it called tongue yam anywhere. Though. Right, it's tom yam everywhere I've been. 
Um, and then whatever the last one here is, is number fifteen that I had like koi. Uh, koi. Um, it's a fucking guinea pig soup. It's probably delicious. Yeah. I need a guinea pig. All right, so let me just go through. So you like the chunky stuff, right? Like in Campbell's, Campbell's? yeah. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. All right, so rate these for me. Chicken, their chicken noodle. Uh, regular chicken noodle is okay. Okay, it's like a five or six. All right, the ghost pepper is what? That's that's like a nine. It's amazing. Uh, their new New England clam chowder. I have never had it. Okay, because I would not eat clam. I would not eat canned clam clam chowder yeah is the sirloin burger with country vegetables what you were talking about earlier maybe no it's different but that okay. soup is pretty good i've had okay. that before all right uh chicken corn chowder that's delicious okay. that actually uh, is really good with just a little bit of old bay in it mm. Big potato with cheddar and bacon i don't think i've ever had that that sounds okay. good though hearty bean and ham no i would not eat bean soup out of a can either uh, classic chicken pot pie soup. That's really good. Okay, that's like a seven or eight. Mm. Jazzy jambalaya with chicken sausage and ham. You know, uh, it's only like a six. Like I get that sometimes, mm. but mm. um, it's too watery. Like it's a it's a seven or eight if you put rice in it. It's a six if you just eat it as a canned soup. Okay, it's the broth is way too thin for like a jambalaya. Okay. Um. Spicy chicken quesadilla. You ever had that? No, I probably wouldn't get that. Because how is the quesadilla in the soup? <laughs> right. Uh, Philly style cheesesteak soup. Uh, that also sounds kind of gross. And I don't think I would eat that. Okay. I don't know. I don't understand like how that works. Sausage and pepper rigatoni. You ever had that? No, but that sounds good. I've never seen that. I don't think I would try that. Old fashioned potato ham chowder. I would probably try that. Salisbury steak with mushrooms. Oh, get out of here. Fuck, fuck a Salisbury steak. I ain't eating Salisbury steak. <laughs> uh, beef with country vegetables. Yeah, I'd try that. That sounds good. Grilled chicken and sausage gumbo. Uh, that's really good. Okay. I actually really like that. I, I like that a lot more than the jambalaya, but I always forget and I get the jambalaya by accident. Oh. And I see. hate myself. <laughs> uh, let's see. I don't know how to pronounce this. Uh, sweet corn roasted poblano. Oh, no. That sounds amazing, though. Poblano? Oh, yeah. Poblanos, poblanos are peppers. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, Savory chicken with white and wild rice. No, but that also sounds really good. Creamy chicken dumpling. Yeah, that's amazing. Okay. That's all of them. Um, what about like meat versus no meat? Like white meat versus no meat in chicken noodle. Versus no meat? Yeah, like not yeah, it's just the noodles. Like Well, that's not a chicken, that's just a noodle soup. I don't even know yeah, how to okay. talk about that. I mean that it is might there be a different a... type of meat that comes in the chicken noodle sometimes? Does chicken noodle ever oh I guess it could just be chicken broth and noodles. Right. Right. Um that seems like the red and white can Campbell's. Mm, okay. Which that's to me that's yep, that's probably what it's doing. Yeah. <laughs> Some of those, so I buy cream of mushroom, cream of celery, cream of chicken soups pretty regularly Okay. because I like to add them when I'm cooking something that's got like a, like a cream base or something that I'm trying to thicken. 
Like they're really good at like thickening without like they add flavor without adding like a whole lot of like extra substance or whatever. Um, I like to make chicken a la king, which is kind of like a stew that you serve with noodles, and they're good bases for that. I don't understand like why people buy um the red and white can chick Campbell's. Hmm. Like it's not enough soup to really make a meal. I really feel like most of them are just there to be like cooking ingredients. Mm-hmm. But why would you buy like chicken chicken noodle like just broth with no chicken chunks in it? Like I don't know. It just doesn't make any sense. Right. Maybe they're for children? I don't know. Maybe. Um All right. Any other soup? Hold on. This is, what is Nah, that's dumb question um any other soup thoughts you want to get out i know that this is not necessarily on the same page but um wendy's has started making a canned soup canned chili um that is just the chili that they serve in their restaurants but in a can Mm -hmm. um and it's freaking amazing like i like to make it with like potatoes you know i'll do like um roasted potatoes and then just like heat the chili up and put it on top with cheese and eat it. I guess because I'm a fucking I don't know, degenerate or whatever but it's pretty mm-hmm. delicious. Okay. Alright, well um, next week we will be, be back with episode 89, uh, Pennant Race um, is the category. So Frank will be watching something related to baseball. I assume. You, already, you already found four movies so we're good. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, so thanks for listening, everybody, and we'll be back next week. Deuces.